love straight out Peace to love Sterlow Hear what they say about playing the game You can't hear it today I said now Legal Council is brought to you by Rugby Pass. It's the premier destination for rugby and league fans in Asia. Streaming international test matches, the Rugby Championship, the NRL and all Super League. More to your device wherever you are in Asia. Every match on Rugby Pass is available live and on demand and is carried in HD quality with adaptive streams to match your connection. Welcome back to Legal Council, Jack. We have been um, slightly out of kilter. This is a Tuesday night. I'm in uh, the spare bedroom. Lights are off. Um, and you are in a Hong Kong toilet, which is also the scene of our infamous show from last year. Many um, listeners voted it the top show of the year. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Apologies about the toilet situation. You probably have a good echo and, and that. Um, I've also got my family standing outside, and I just ran off for them. Haven't even told them where I am, so they probably think I've had an overdose from chisel, but we'll see what happens. Well, look, you have been running um, some sort of operation in the last couple of days over there in Hong Kong, and, you know, many listeners, there are hundreds and hundreds of listeners out there that do know that you're a board, major of, board member of Hong Kong Rugby League won't know um, who you've been hanging out with the last couple of days, so why don't you enlighten us? Um, well, yeah, just having a few beers with Dell and uh, Wendell Saylor and Steve Menzies, but oh, mate, I, I don't, I don't, I, I get to, when I start talking to them, I actually lose my shit. I don't get, I lose my composure. It's fucking sick. I'm a fucking 33 year old male and I still like gush and shit. I don't know what's wrong with me. But anyway, Plenty of um, they're helping out with Hong Kong Rugby League, and he can take it back to Sydney. Especially given uh, Beebs a Hong Kong Rugby League residence jersey, I've told him to get it into Fletcher's hands, Brian Fletcher's, because I reckon we can smash up the Nepal Donkeys. Yeah, a bloody oath. That would be a very good test match, um, a real Pride of Asia battle. But, but has that ever happened to you when you've met like one of your heroes? You've sort of blown out, or like who's the biggest hero you've met? I saw Viv Richards walk through um, the airport uh, once. And I um, cowered in the corner because I didn't have a... I got starstruck. Saw Chris Gale once, get a hand job in a bar. Uh, you were there. You saw him and got your photo. Yeah. I was too scared to go up to the big West Indian. Um, but I don't think I've ever really seen a true hero in person. What was Beaver like? What were the yarns? Surely you just, you know, didn't leave him alone, which is what you do when you see a leaguey. Uh, just, uh, just interested in like doing cowabunga dude sort of shit. He's a big northern beach surf man. Um, and as I said, I've seen a few photos that Dell was uh, one track mind based. Um, what was his mind? Uh, the fear of sex all over like a uh, ball to a, a red rag, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that time that we saw Dell on League Trip 9 and we just lost? It was the opening of Amy Stadium and I think we lost 10 6. Um, Zeb Tyre was playing. Because you didn't sit with me that test. No, I did. We got, um, the rain was dripping on our head because the roof wasn't um, fixed. It was, it was like underdone. And I lost a rock off and I had to go up to the next person that we saw on the street and go up to them and go, well, we're still world champions. And so I walked up to this bloke. He looked big. And I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, we're still world champions. And I looked up and it was <laughs> Wendell Saylor. And he gave me a big smoothie and just laughed. Remember that? Oh, no, I've heard that. I'm just gutted I wasn't there, you know. You were there. 
No, but I wasn't actually at that moment, or maybe I was. Gee, I just used to get off head when there was a Kiwis League test going against the excitement levels. And talking about the bloody Kiwis League test, what about, what is that, Foran next on the agenda? Well, no, we'll get to Kieran Foran. Um, I wanted to sort of explore, so you must have had a couple of good Menzies and Wendell Sailor stories. Surely last night when you're out and about, you sounded bloody hungover when I spoke to you earlier today. Give me a Menzies yarn. Give us a, give the people a Menzies okay, yarn. Okay, okay, um, uh, He actually went to Brett Carney, who used to play for Cronulla and Bradford Bulls. Uh, mm. uh, he went to his wife's birthday party. Mm. And he reckons Luke Williamson. Yes. Actually, you know Luke Williamson used to play a lot for Manly. And the Raiders, yes. And the Adelaide Rams from Manly. Yeah. Quote, he actually went for a trial, like a uh, audition for Puppetry of the Penis. Really? Who, Luke Williamson did no, or ben, Steve Menzies? No, no, Luke Williamson did. So Beaver was telling me last night. Yeah. That's, so you didn't even ask him about those great manly sides of the mid-90s? You know, maybe Tuvi, Cliff Lyons? Uh, uh, photo, I would, instead of saying cheese, I would say Nick Kosef. Nick Kosef what? That's all I said, just Nick Kosef. Right. Well, mate, I was expecting big things from it, you. It, you, you. What do you mean? I'm, I'm not... I'm, I'm signed secrecy, secrecy in a way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I understand this is a syndicated show and lots of people are going to hear. But, um, you know, look at something. We know a lot about Dell and his history. And yeah. let me just say to me, listeners out there, <laughs> the it's it was not fake news. Whatever that news was that said about him, it's completely true. So what you're trying to say is the big dog likes to eat. Fucking hopes he does. <laughs> All right. Okay, so look, fell a little bit short of what I was hoping for, but hopefully maybe tonight you can get. Give me a fucking break, here, mate. Okay, you're starstruck. I know you're starstruck. Rugby union stronghold. Okay, what you're going to do though tonight is you've got to at least get some. What what, what do you expect? What have you brought to the show? Um, I'm lining up an interview with a Morris twin. Banter. I'm working on it. It's like a, it's a long, it's a work in progress. Don't worry, we'll get there. What the guy that didn't actually play NRL? No, <laughs> no, Josh Morris. If you're out there, Josh, give me a uh, give me a text, mate. I'm not going to put my number out um, over the over, but you can find us at Legal Council. Anyway, isn't the irony out there that I don't even live in Sydney and I get more fucking um, uh, catches from the NRL players than you do. Well, hang on, mate. Hang on, mate. This is not a show that we're slagging each other off. People want to hear us talk about okay, so hear us slagging each other off. You just had a kill me. All right. Anyway, I want some more yarns. Maybe they're off record. Um, okay, so back to league. The Dragons. Now, I am their fiercest critic. I said that they'd be wooden spooners. I actually said the Knights would finish ahead of them. Now, so far, I've got egg on my face. Probably a lot of those preseason calls have on my face. But they seem to have a really good balance between a hard-working pack and just Gareth Widdop's gone to another level. Is it My observation is that Benji and him were just a mismatch, not good in the same team. And Widdop's first season for the Dragons, he was actually really good. The moment Benji turned up, they just had no style that bounced off each other well. And Widdop seems to just sort of take in control. He's got... Just a real vanilla halfback, Josh McCrone. You know, he's basically a homeless man's Trent Hodgkinson. And, you know, he's out there looking like a world beater again, the Mancurian. Can the Dragons legitimately make the eight? 
or is this just a classic um, early season run? I've discussed this. I've discussed this, Ray Harry, and I think this weekend's game against Manly is a real true test. Manly are in good form, you know, and I've said this: if they beat Manly, they make the eight. If they lose to Manly at 50-50, if they make it, they can still miss the eight. And I think you've been saying they can still miss the eight, but is that just your subconscious talking rather than your logical brain? Look, I find it really hard to move off a call, but, you know, I I have um, sort of said so far that, um, you know, the Broncos might have been a bad call for the minor premiership. I think I'm still going to say the Dragons don't make the eight, but they've impressed me. And, you know, Mary McGregor's obviously got those guys wanting to play for each other. Let's see how they go without Dugan this weekend against the good Manly side. And how many can you rule out from the eight now? You can rule out the Knights, you can rule out the Titans, you can rule no, out, you can't the rule out the Titans. You cannot, you cannot rule out the Titans. No, you can, mate. They're, they're having injury problems and they're just, they've got Jared and no, that. You've got to rule them out. So there's three teams you can rule out, and the Tigers. You can rule out four teams. I think you can only put a line through the Knights, the Tigers, and the Bunnies. I'm not prepared to put a line through the Titans. Really? I don't think that you can actually put a line through them just yet. And the doggies, do you reckon they're still in there? Yeah, they have to be. Nah, yeah, dogs, quote. put a line through the doggies for mine. They can't make it. Yeah, quote. But then, and Hazel the holds on to his job. Well, Hazel's just got a two-year extension. Fuck. But what do extensions mean these days? I mean, Jason Taylor, as, so what's the deal with Cleary? So Cleary's been announced as the Tigers coach this morning, and he's effective immediately. So I believe he's going to coach the side. I think they'll probably give Andrew Webster the reins for this week while Cleary sits back but Cleary's the coach of the Tigers Um, many of you listeners out there would have maybe read the article that we uh, if we were Ivan Cleary which job would you pick out of the Dogs and the Tigers Ivan I reckon he would have had a stab at both of them and you know Des won a game so um, they've basically um, held on to him and he's gone for the Tigers and I think that Cleary will bring um, that club up like he did with Penrith but um, he was sort of fired pretty prematurely there it was a big call getting rid of Cleary from Penrith I never agreed with it at the time what, what, what were your okay so what were your thoughts like Andrew Webster you know he's only 34 years old what were your thoughts on him in his two first grade game I've got no games. idea how, how can you tell a two game sample side from an assistant coach is clearly out of his depth I don't know if what he was doing out there well no hang on he sits by he sits on the sideline what are yeah. your thoughts on that I like that. I think that Ricky Stewart's really brought that back into our game. I used to like. I used to like Wyman. when Wayne Bennett and Tim Sheens used to sit just in the first tier of the grandstand, and used to like. I know that. it was like that that area that was never full. Yeah. It was the ones just we run out, especially at the SFS. Yeah, and then you'd have all of the reserve grade players sitting behind them because they'd finished their game. But then you'd have like Alan Jones would be sitting like two tiers up, real pompous, rara yeah. based. Um, but, you know, your Sheenses and your Bobby Fultons and that, I just always remember them just sitting in that sort of that first tier, um, which I always liked. But I don't mind Ricky on the sideline. I don't mind Andrew Webster with a walkie-talkie on the sideline either. I just don't know if he can coach or not. All right, something else I picked up, though, during the week was a Thursday night game. Manly beat the Roosters, who were due for a loss because they've sort of started off pretty bloody well. But something I picked up, and I've talked to a couple of people who have seen something similar. Now, Dylan Walker bursts through yet another Luke Carey turnstile. Now, he's in the Mitchell Moses camp as being a real turnstile in our game. Jared Croker used to be the reigning turnstile, but I think he's sort of sorted his issues out. Um, Blake Ashford, he's got a lifetime membership to the turnstile club. 
Um, he could dead set. Is it the terms of the local pool? <laughs> I think Blake Ashford could be, has he got a career after rugby league as a full-time concert turnstile? So you could just sit there with his two arms and you could push your way through him to get into a gig. He's that bad. But anyway, so... Eight years old, you can actually sneak through it without paying. Exactly. Just jumping over the top, not even giving them the respect to push those arms around, but just hopping over the top. Um, so Dylan Walker breaks through his scores for Manly. He, you know, he's starting to look like the South Sydney centre of 2014. And South Sydney are looking pretty stupid that they let him go, as well as Kerry, ironically the guy that he busted through. But one thing I saw was alarming, was he broke from inside his 40. And he got through and he got chased down and slowed down. And I was watching Latrell Mitchell at the time. And he was, he was probably about 10 metres behind. And he may or may not have been able to catch him purely if he hadn't got slowed down. And Latrell Mitchell was just sitting there, just almost walking, watching Walker run away. And then he got slowed down by Gordon as he went around Gordon. And he sort of almost keeled over, but he made it. If Mitchell had been running, he would have caught him. Another time, I got told that Mitchell went to try and put the ball down for a try, and he ended up bobbling it, and then he pulled an injury, in which the commentators pointed out. For me, these are alarming signs. I'm recording this podcast. Can you get a table? So look, basically, now that you're back, you've had your you've had your step two with Mumsy, who's obviously trying to get into this restaurant. What do you think about Latrell Mitchell? Is he is he going to be a tease? Is he going to be one of those Dave Taylor type soft trainer, unfulfilled potential, brilliant, but you know just quite professional? You know what? I I, I think he could be, but he's in that stage of his career where he could go either way, you know. And he reminds me a little bit of a young prodigy called Joe Williams. Remember him? I like Joe Williams. A little bit of a halfback for South City. Ended up being a boxer. He ended up being a boxer, but he was like from Cowra and Wagga Wagga. Mm. And he was always a class act, but he admits it now. He was never a good trainer. Mm. And I don't reckon Latrell Mitchell was a good trainer, but gee whiz, his, some of, when he wants to play football, he's one of those guys that when he wants to play football, he'd beat anyone. And I said it to you the other week, I'm scared of him being in the centres for the Aussies for years oh. as a Kiwi fan. Look, I am in many ways, but then I look at him, he looks chubby. He doesn't look like he's an athlete. Now, he is a very tantalising prospect, but he just looks like he's got baby fat on him, and I don't think he's ever going to train hard enough to get that real, you know, that GI-type muscular frame that he probably should do. And, look, we're judging the bloke, he's 19, but there's some real watchouts there that have got kind of, like, issues that you might see on, you know, the likes of a Conrad Hurrell or a Dave Taylor or, as you said, a Joey Williams, so... Be very interested to see if someone like a Trent Robinson, who's a good coach, as many people say, if he's going to iron these out at training. And you know, Robinson fucked off Jackson Hastings very quickly out of the club, and he's a talented player. And I know not many people like him, but I was quite impressed. Oh, no. he did, he, they don't tolerate and dickheads. And aren't giving him a go, are they? But the thing about Joe Williams and Latrell Mitchell is the same thing, right, mate? They were at the Roosters, bright lights, big city. It does it to those little, those indigenous country boys. No, Joe they Williams start the to earn money that they've never had, and they start to live it up. Yeah, but Joe Williams hit the Rabbitohs, wasn't he? No, Joe Williams started at the root, so he played SJ Ball, SG Ball, and Flea, and couldn't crack the team because he was just a hopeless trainer. And the Rabbitohs snapped him up because yeah. it was almost spiritual, and his mum was the biggest Rabbitohs fan. Mm. I remember when um, 
Actually, no, I was getting confused. It went Eddie Pyre and Joey Williams were playing in the halves and Isaac Luke was yeah, at, at nine. They were just tiny, those three. They just, But they gave it. That's when South Sydney were just starting to come out of the dog years and they had a couple of young yeah, players. They had were... far longer, though, that would protect those blokes with mm. all he could. Yeah, quote. Um, now, Kieran Foran's comeback during the week. Oh, we were basically staring down the barrel at another just insipid Warriors performance. They managed to beat a Titan side with 11 injuries. So, no, they did what they should have did, done. Um, Kieran Foran, I saw the second half only, and he was very, very good for someone that hasn't played footy. What do you make of it? Oh, mate, he was... I, I just thought... I was, waiting, I was waiting for a two or three-game sort of feeler's way in. Mm. But, I mean, I mean regurgitate what the media is saying but the way he straightens the attack <laughs> it just gives Johnson so much freedom and gets Hoffman running the right lines yeah. and again I'll regurgitate what the media says but when we start panicking and we play catch up football which we always play we don't run straight yeah, it's, it's an age-old thing that... Ryan Hoffman's an interesting one because he did run a couple of nice um, lines off um, for him, but shit, he looks like a guy that's just trying too hard out there that he's clearly just so frustrated by the ineptitude of him and his wider team and just not used to being in this kind of environment, used to being in the storm environment. You can also see for him. He needs this for his mental state. He needs to be playing football. Mm. That's what he loves doing. And he's going to come right again, you know. And, yeah, let's hope. I mean, Bully, I mean, I, I was very critical of Bully in that first half. He was very lazy in the way he, he finished off tackles lying around the play the ball. But, gee, it was, he was starting to, and that's where we just got a little bit of forward domination, dominance. Bully just sniffed those little opportunities out of dummy half. And, gee, it's good to watch. It is, but you know, I can't get too excited and I genuinely think that the Warriors have a bottom three forward pack in the competition and there's just this one thing that they just cannot do is get a quick play the ball and it's obvious, you know, there's, there's a two or three things that op- opposition coaches will tell their team to do against the Warriors and one of it is lie on them for an extra second and the play the ball, and there's just no urgency to get up and play the ball quickly. Like even Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, who would have made a career out of quick play the balls at the Roosters, and yeah. he just doesn't get up quick enough and play that ball. Now, as soon as they do, as soon as Gave or Lazone in the second half did a couple of quick play the balls, Isaac Luke was just a different player. But I just don't think the Warriors have enough up front. And Hoffman. But that's momentum, though, Rehurry. And I think if our team starts to get on a roll, you know, it's just, and I don't like saying, but we're a confidence team. If, if Lissoni thinks we're on top and just running over white boys from the Balmain, he will just live it up. And then it's just Johnson and Four and shit magic. Yeah, look, there's, there's, there's major potential there, but I'm not convinced. Come talk to me in five weeks, or come talk to me in a couple of weeks after Origin, and if, we, if we're doing it, um, and we're not just doing what we've done for the last six years. Um, the, the injuries for the Titans is just demoralising, but what's happened again midweek to the Panthers? Are they just a cursed franchise? Are they starting to just get major injuries every year? I think two years ago they had sort of 10 or 11 injuries. Was it last year? Again, they just sort of... And now they've gotten rid of three guys. What are these... What did Moylan and Hiku and that do midweek to get suspended? Yeah, but that, hang on, mate. That's not injury, mate. No, no, I, I think just, it just... transition to that. Mate, that, that's just... that. To be honest, that's got like... Um, 
that's got Hook written all over it. Mm. Hook has picked his game where he's going to sort of show the media and his own team where he's going to, you know, stand up and uh, and put something in place. Mm. You know, it's a risky one. The Rabbitohs aren't a top eight side, but they could knock them off. Um, you know, I, I don't, haven't heard any rumours and Beaver or Dell hasn't told me, but I think it's just a, a late to training type scenario. Yeah, but you look at that team and starting to look like that was a real test for them to go down to the storm and to put up their hand and say I'm a contender and there's you know a few sort of markers that you look for teams during the year and I don't take too much out of the first but I really wanted Penrith to go down to Melbourne and you know give them a good run they just got beaten really soundly didn't they I, 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 mate, but I, there's a lot of media and uh, for you of our colleagues saying that Pen, uh, the storm defence was amazing mm. Look, I totally agree. You can't take that away from the storm. But gee whiz, like Panthers, they were almost, let's say they were, they lost um, imagination on their attack. Mm. They were just basically offloading and going side to side to side. They just needed to go through them. Like they needed Mark, Mario, Mario Leota, Moses Leota, whatever, or just a sort of Jeremy Smith type play who would just get the ball and try and score next to the post. And I don't like, uh, yeah, they weren't attacking well. You know, it wasn't hard for the Storm to defend because they were just going side to side to side. Look, don't get me wrong, the Storm were great defenders. But I think if you had a foreign type guy with a guy and a Jeremy, they can, they can break the Storm open. What about this Storm side that you look at the grand final side from last year and you've taken away... Two internationals. You got Proctor's gone to the Gold Coast, and Harris is injured, and no Corabete. Um, and I think they've lost one. Oh, um, Cameron Munster, who you know at many stages last year was their best back. They just haven't missed a beat, and it just goes to show that the greatest coach in the history of the game, as far as at least as long as I've been here watching rugby league, is Craig Bellamy. And there's no and there's daylight the it's culture they've built, right? And it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, you could probably argue our forward pack is better than... No, OK, we're a little bit less than the Storms. But, gee, well, they're not they're not the best forward pack on no. paper in the comp. But what Bellamy does and gets them up to do... Yeah, he gets those guys like, you know... Um, Glazeby, Welch. Yeah, those guys that he just brings in. And he's done it for years and years and years. Like guys like Scott Anderson or Brian Norrie or... Just guys that just wouldn't be playing in NRL football for any other club. Todd Larry. Todd How good Todd Larry was there. Oh, and he just makes them. And then he was the... just walking penalty giver at the Warriors. Oh, he's a, he, uh, he wasn't a flash player at all. Um, so Cooper Cronk, though, today, is signing with a Sydney club, moving up to be with us, his, uh, his Fox Sports mumsy. We, I think we need to give you a bit of a packet on the back here, uh, Rehari. You called it. Um, you well, called that he needed to. Um, he needed to you keep know, an eye on the professor the and the other dodgy guy from Fox Sports because they have just been spending too much time with Tara. So Cooper's had enough and he, he, he's going to have to move up here because he's got some real competition. I, I dare say that I'll be seeing Cooper Cronk at the local F45 and Crow's Nest about life every week for a coffee. So um, who knows? Maybe he's going to be on legal counsel next year. He's probably a better chance than Josh Morris, to be honest. Turn it up. We'll get Josh Morris. Um, Now, we've got one of a a great question in from one of the listeners this week was um, ASAP Vassy. It's from Matthew Leakes of Paul Dorset. Oh, hang hang on. We'll go to Matthew Leakes from Paul Dorset. Where's Paul Dorset, by the way? 
Is that a name of a uh, town or is that a person? It's called Dorset, but generally most people just say the town they're from. He has to say the county. Why? Oh, just, oh, I don't know, because Dorset's a boot. I don't know. I don't know. You have to ask him. But, hey, why don't you Twitter us, uh, Lexi? Why you have to say Paul Dorset? Anyway, what's his question? His question was, what are some of the great rugby league chants? I had to think along, like for something that's so parochial and tribal, there's, there's, there's no sport matches the English Premier League for chants and wit and just banter. But, you know, the team songs aren't bad. You've got, you know, the Shire no. up up Cronulla. That's not bad. Um, you've yeah. got... But could we ever get the Mount Smart Stadium, like, singing... A matter of uh, faith. It's a matter of faith. No. And, like, it, like, getting the rhythm going? No, you couldn't. You're just going to get Warriors cha-cha-cha. And that's a New Zealand thing that I mean, incapable. the incapable. right? Is that a chant? No. It's Why just a that? physical... Uh, can, uh, clashing of hands. Yeah, well, one time I actually really enjoyed, I was watching a Roosters-Warriors game in Sydney Football Stadium, and I was sitting behind a bloke who had a bit of a knack for chance, and he was, he came up with one when Vatuvei would touch the ball, and he would do like, Monday, Tuesday, Vatuvei, to the sound of like, Happy Days um, song, and he, he had a, <laughs> he had a Thursday, Friday, Vatuvei. When when Big Joey got the uh, got the ball on a hit, Big Joe Bugano got the ball on a hit, he'd just get up and yell out, show us your vagina! <laughs> but there's no real... I mean, Leeds Rhinos, I imagine they'd have, you know, some pretty good chance or in the north of England. Be also, but would you call um, uh, Take Me Home Botany Road a chant? Do they sing that, the Rabbitohs fans? Um, oh, there's a... Um, hang on a minute. I don't know if that is a real chant, and I watched the I watched no glory, glory is South Sydney's one, glory, glory yeah, is South Sydney, yeah. yeah. And then you've got when the Saints go marching in. Now that's a St that's, George one, hey? That's hopeless. What about Kiwis? Kiwis. That's just terrible. That is. That's another New Zealand. Just they just repeat, and then it's just a cha cha cha. Like it's a Bulldogs one, isn't it? Even mind getting when you've got a uh, forty uh, a goal line dropout and the crowd just got into defense, <laughs> defense. Like, like the NBA. But does, yeah. does Manly's Eagle Rock qualify when you go down to Brookie and they sing the Eagle Rock? Oh, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I and remember, I'll talk to uh, soon. Oh, you know what? I could just walk out of this toilet I'm in and just get a line up interview with Dale or Beaver if you want to be doing. Well, all I want from you is just to say, "Hey, this is Stephen Menzies, and I'm listening to Legal Counsel." Asia Oceana's finest rugby league. Oh, this is Steve Menzi, and I'm. Oh, you meant from him? Yeah, yeah. Not you, no. mate. Um, righto. Well, we'll wind up soon. But what I did want to chat um, was another um, actual listener teed up, um, came back to us, was JSAP Vassy. Now, he's, he's a mate of yours. He's a big league man from the UK. Um, he was yeah, probably originally half Maldi, half Samoan, sort of like Ruben Wookie and his wife Santa. No, nah, Rubes is half Samoan, half Fijian, isn't he? Nah, I think so. <laughs> I thought he was half Samoan, half Maldi. Now, what was he? He was, actually no, he didn't have a question. He was just slagging off the Warriors. So, um, yeah, I'll, we're, we're slagging them off too, as we said, for another six weeks. What are you most looking no, forward to? No, I like that spine, mate. I like that spine. What are you most looking forward to this week? There's some big games erupting um, Thursday night footy. Well, to me, it's Dragons. The Dragons Eagles has such a um, has such a uh, an effect on the like seven to ten positions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then otherwise, now, I just can't wait to see Rad Rada like drop high balls from like Kieran just peppering him, and then Johnson's like going through a weak Gutterson tackle. <laughs> what about the big game though, mate? Broncos Roosters on Thursday night. Mm, Broncos don't. They just don't. Okay. I, they don't excite me that much. And plus, Thursday nights are hard for me to watch here, right? but I'll watch a replay, and that's why I never reply to any WhatsApp stuff on Thursday Arvo, because from 3pm, I just don't look at my phone. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, it's bloody hard to get in one of those games in. But again, you know, we've talked about Monday Night Footy was was always the easiest one to get in, but um, I loved it. don't get it anymore. There's a big game um, brewing... Cowboys Tigers, Ivan Cleary's debut. That could just be another rough um, coaching debut for a Tigers coach. They don't. Although Jake Granville's injured now. Jake Granville broke a leg out for six. Yeah. Weeks. So who who plays hooker then? Who plays at dummy half? Ben Hampton has been named in the nine jersey. Okay, he's all right. He's got some shit tattoos. He's all right. Yeah, this is a rite of passage for a Queensland league, though, isn't it? Get yourself a shit sleeve. Cool. Tick. Get yourself yeah. a shit haircut. Tick. And go out of date with Sharma Kalavi. <laughs> <laughs> Quote. Um, all right, mate. Well, you, you go back to your um, fangirling over Big Dell and Beaver, two of my I'm most favourite players, I must say. Yeah, but make sure you uh, get a good yarn for next week and uh, you got to love your league. Right, you got to love your league.